This is Homeowner Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. All right, so first up on the show is Ryan Ireland, an expert at antique restoration and conservation. Ryan, like I said, I found you on Facebook. Um, you put great music to some of the stuff that you're doing. Um, you've got a unique style. You can tell that you love what you do. So how did you get involved with this business? Um, to be honest, this is like just something I've always liked doing is solving, solving problems. It's like, hey, something happened. What can I do to fix it? And for me, my grandfather is a Pennsylvania Dutch uh, woodworker. And so when I was a kid, you know, he'd have me do the safest things like finishing stuff. So, you know, what it turned into was I'd watch him and learn from him. And then I'd end up finishing stuff. And ironically, at the end of the day, guess what I like doing? Finishing. <laughs> well, but, and you said you like the investigation process of it, too. So there's discovery involved in whatever it is that you're going to be working on. So tell me about that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I I always want to give someone some information back whenever I have something if it wasn't from their family. So if I can find, um, you know, the company history, if I can go through some of the archive data from the U.S. or or just, uh, you know, local museums where I'm like, you know, I kind of take a ballpark and find a, you know, Michigan's uh, Grand Rapids and Michigan's a good starting point, uh, like a couple of the chairs that you commented on um, or like, uh, you know, give them something to, uh, you know, acknowledge who did the work. And that's kind of like the whole idea is like honoring and reviving who did the work, you know, the craftsmanship, the artists that, you know, somebody spent some hard work and time putting into something that's still alive today. Yeah. It gives a new meaning to the word handmade or, you know, not necessarily made in the U S but you know, it's just that, that handcrafted, you know yeah. what I mean? I think people are looking for that again. Mm. Do, do you find this to be the case as well? Yeah, yeah. I've there's a lot of people out there that are kind of just bringing back the old techniques and remaking the same idea, and that's part of what like each revival period you'll find out throughout history is is this like you know we take these ideas where say the Victorian age uh, era and or the English and then taking it and creating their own version of the exact same thing. It's you know like flattery instead of necessarily copyright issues. Right. Gotcha. And, you know, right now we're living in, in the world of fast-made IKEA yeah. furniture. So uh, what's the quality difference between your work and So that? there is, so whenever we, uh, you know, all those old trees have been around for a long time. So you have the old mm -hmm. growth rings. They're tighter. They're, you know, you don't have all these environmental impacts on the actual tree itself. And then on top of it, once it's been, you know, they had a lot to choose from. So once it's been picked and once it's been cut and used, then a lot of these softwoods over time age and harden, and you can't replicate that. You can't replicate the colors. Like I have some antique pine that my grandfather and my grandmother made, you know, the normal house furnitures out of, and I, you can't replicate the color. I can try to match it sort of, but they turn into like these bronze, beautiful, like Honduran mm -hmm. uh, mahogany turns into a beautiful red color. And it already starts red, but not the beautiful red that you find 100 to 200 years later. But, you know, you really get a strength quality of it. You can't. You know, some of these fast growing trees, it's more about how it's processed and put together that really affects the difference of it, that you just can't replicate a tree that's been around for 500 years and never been cut before. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. So uh, examples of work you've done in the past. So you talked about it uh, when we talked off camera, the a desk that you did from the 1800s. Tell me about that. Uh, that actually was one of my favorite projects. So my uh, client's husband, uh, his grandparents got that desk and it's uh, RJ Horner desk or RJ Horner and company. And it's from the 
early to mid 1800s and it's all hand carved the entire thing um and it's all um oak and so it's you know it's heavy it's it was fun it was a double-sided library desk we had two people working across from each other and i had a lot of fun taking the original uh mortise locks and one not throwing away i fixed them all by hand i have a couple videos of those where i re you know shaped the brass and stuff and then i couldn't find skeleton keys so i made them myself um just taking some blanks and then basically just, hey, how does this work? Figuring it out. Looked up the patents online from some of the archives I could find mm. um, and then just went from there. And, you know, I try not to completely sand stuff, but for this purpose, it's a desk that she wanted to use. They're not getting rid of it. So I did, you know, re-sand the top so I could get a smooth writing surface for them. Um, but I loved it because actually it was broken. Top of it was broken, half the bottom of broken half, and there's a wing missing off one of the griffin and these are all hand carved, so I had to try to figure out ways to make sure that I keep that structural integrity because the whole entire desk is resting on four carved griffins. And so there's a couple videos of me uh, hand carving, replicating the actual wings that was missing. So the part that was missing, just to clarify, you actually carved that. Yeah. So you that's a mad, that's a whole different set of skills that the, other than repairing stuff is to be able to actually carve that. Yeah, I love the replicating is the I think the fun part cuz I uh-huh. you know at the end of the day the better I do the less you know you can tell it's it's mm-hmm. someone else's I'm just doing someone else's work trying to put it right back where it was but if I do exactly that you know it just looks like what they did originally which is fine you know that's the whole part of like bringing it back to its original state. So I love antiques you know I think they're fantastic I love bringing old into your daily life but between toddlers and work (laughs) i don't have the time to go out and do anything other than scrolling facebook market so what advice would you give busy people who are looking to find those pieces that you could restore for them um you know um i feel like you i know if you're short on time it's kind of hard to go through all the (laughs) different websites but um you know honestly facebook etsy there's a lot of you know simple ways to find them now and because of how popular they are Mm -hmm. you know you can it doesn't take too long to find something but you know for me you know if if you had contacted me i you know if you're looking for something particular i can go find it that's something because you know i it it is difficult and i you know my girlfriend i have two kids and and they're two little girls so running around trying to use your phone while trying to watch what they're doing at the same time is a little difficult (laughs) so you actually go out on social media and try and find what Mm -hmm. people are looking for yeah my client the one of my clients that i work with uh actually the one with the desk you know um she i some of the chairs that i found i asked her you know i was like hey you know i showed her ahead of time i was like hey i'm gonna go pick these up regardless you don't have to say yes or no right now but i know these are the style that you're you know kind of looking for to help finish a collection they aren't your families but it still matches so that you have more of a complete set i love the idea of having an expert do the thing that needs to get done rather than Mm -hmm. trying to go and do it yourself you know yeah because you never know if you're going to pick up something that it looks right but it's fake yeah so how would someone, if they did want you to do that for them, how would they go about doing that? Is that something on your website they can fill out? Um, honestly, you, if you go to like uh, my any of my social media pages, uh, Instagram or Facebook, um, I have my phone number on there. You can reach me. I have an email address on there. You can reach me. Um, and you feel free to direct message me. Um, I, I love talking about <laughs> antiques. <laughs> you know, we'd spark up a conversation. Just, you know, just ask me a question and I'm always willing to reply and answer anytime. You got a phone number people can reach you at as well? Yeah, 214-701-2906. Again, that's 
1-800-227-2906. All right. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. And really, if you're not following Ryan on Facebook and Instagram, make sure you go do that because his stuff's really cool. And I love when you put music to it as well, too. It's, it's a lot of fun.